Control Shift C Rosebud, 1000 Simoleons, and episode 104 of This Game Where Unlocked with me, Chris, and. Me, Ashley! Hello, everybody! I don't know what to say to you. I couldn't look you in the face then when I was reading that, so I was just focused on my notebook. Yeah, it's probably for the best, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just a cheat code. Yeah, good one, though. What, what game yeah. is it from? Is it. Uh, is either Sim City or The Sims? The Sims. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, I the thing that threw me off is that I thought that you got more than that for the money cheat in The Sims. I thought it was like hundred thousand. Did you like just spam that? Yeah, I think so. That's what I used to do as well. Yeah. To be fair, I tell you what, I kind of fancy a bit of Sims now. Are we playing The Sims? We're not playing The Sims. Do you know that oh, next week? Jesus. Why would you? Why would you? Uh, why have you done that? I, I why to would achieve. you use that? <laughs> <laughs> oh god so infuriating right I'm, yep okay I want to, yep what I want are we doing do, i wanted to do a cheat code i've already done up up down down left right left right and i've already done the sonic bomb cheat code i can't yep. think of anymore yeah <sighs> the theme hospital okay. one's going to come up sometime as well that's the, the other one i thought of. fantastic but we've done theme hospital so it's <laughs> yeah, going to be have. attached to an a, a completely yeah a, a different game a different game entirely yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't Definitely. care. You just don't care anymore, do you? Nope. Just giving up all nope. pretenses. Okay. Anyway, do you want to know what we're doing this week? Oh, b- before that. Jump in the shark, I. Th- it sounds like. No, we jumped the shark a long time ago. Uh, before we do that, though. Episode one. listeners are feeling okay. No, it was more than episode one. Come on. Episode three. This week, we're doing this game where you solve a bad murder. It uses bullet time. No. And it was turned into a film in 2008. Sorry, I started laughing at the phrase bad murder then. I'm really the sorry. The bad murder. I've done a murder. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Max Payne. Bullet time. It is Max Payne. Whoop, yeah. Whoop. Yep. Why are we doing Max Payne? Was it the first game to use bullet time? I think it probably was. Mm, I believe Not the first so from... media thing, though, because it was Matrix and it did from Matrix. Well, that's a common misconception. Bullshit. No truth. Okay, Fact. go on. Strap, strap yourself in for the long and checkered history of Max Payne. A lot, a lot more long and checkered than I thought it was going to be. I thought this would be a, a bit like Driver a couple of weeks ago. Here's a game. There's not much about it. Let's play it. Whereas Max Payne, there's quite a lot about this, surprisingly. Good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'd like so, to know what it is as well, because Max Payne's one of those games that I played when I was younger. When, so just before, just so I can contextualize what that actually means for myself, when did this actually come out? Max Payne was released in July 2001 on the PC. Yeah. It then came out in 2002 on Mac. It came out on PS2 and Xbox the same year. And there was also a Game Boy Advance adaptation in 2003. So surprisingly late is what I would say on that. Because I was playing it around about 2001, Max Payne. And it, mm, forgive me, it might be my PC, but it felt a bit janky. Even then. So that's interesting. Knowing that then, 2001, I played it probably around the time it came out, but uh, surely it can't have it can't have not taken any inspiration from The Matrix, given that The Matrix came out some years before it. Was it 98 or 99? 1999. Well done. So so go on. Unpack that for me then. If it didn't if it didn't nab it completely or wholesale, what was going on? Right, well, before I start going to the history of it then, the reason we're doing the game this week, if uh, you were unaware, that 
Remedy have announced that they are remaking both this game and the sequel, Max Payne 2, for PC, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X and S due to come out probably this year, maybe next year. They don't actually said when it's coming out. But it's coming out at some point. And it's been funded by Rockstar. And that made me think, well, I know that the game is partly done by Rockstar, or at least Rockstar have the license, but it's a Remedy game, so what? what's what's the haps there? And that was, therein begins the story. Hmm. Yep, okay, cool. Right, I've done all that then. Um, so, how did Rockstar end with this property? Remedy are a Finnish game developer based in a place in Finland called Espoo. Okay, excellent. E- ESPW. Solid place. Good, I, good. I'm glad that you spelt it. You what? You're trying to get a rise, aren't you? Trying to get a little pooey laugh, but I'm not giving you it. <laughs> well, I I didn't. People live there place before. Yeah, they do. I didn't know that place existed, and when I saw it earlier, I laughed out loud to myself. I bet you did. The Re- Remedy were founded in 1995, and their first game was called Death Rally, which released in 1996. They needed some text for that game, so they approached a friend of the developers who had studied English literature at a university called Sam Lake. Now, Sam Lake became very important for the next part of the Remedy story. So, Okay, just to interrupt you. Yep. Sorry, important. Is it Espoo? Espoo. Oh, come on. Seriously. Espoo. Espoo. Hmm. Yep, so there you go. Bubble burst. I'm sending it to you so that you can learn to pronounce it correctly and not upset people of Espoo. Tell you what, I'm not listening to it because I don't want to have that bubble burst. It, it I say that, I say that. That's the British pronunciation. You've got the choice. Mm. It's a Finnish. It's a Finnish town or city. You've got the choice between British and American pronunciation. Mm, sometimes. Well, it's still spelled Espoo, so there you go. The Americans say Espoo. Of course they do. Hmm. As to you. So they've got this guy called Sam Lake involved. Uh, the next game that they want to develop after Death Rally was going to be a Duke Nukem-esque 3D shooter. So we're looking at like 1997 sort of time when Duke Nukem was in his prime, I guess. I've never played a Duke Nukem game, have you? You've play- we've played Doom, so you know what a Duke Nukem game is for all intents and purposes. Remedy saw that, and that's pretty much what ended up being Max Payne. And they also saw the success of Tomb Raider around this time. They decided that they wanted to basically get in on that action. And they wanted to create a game that was similar. So they came with Mm. this idea of doing something similar with the initial game of Dark Justice. Then decided that name was a bit naff. So they went for some other possibilities. They hit upon the phrase or the name Dick Justice. So the character is going to be called Dick Justice. Oh, that sounds darker than Dark Justice in so many ways. Dick Justice. Yeah. Let's maybe blame... Uh, I was going to say translation error, but I don't think um, we probably could do. No, I, I mean, I, I just, just googled bad... Dark Justice and start, or immediately wished I hadn't. <laughs> because Dark Justice <laughs> were a vigilante group operation set up to catch paedophiles based in Newcastle upon Tyne. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. M- maybe don't Google Dick Justice then, because uh, who knows what they're out to get. I'm, I'm doing it. I maybe won't comment. Well, while you Google that, I'll just explain that Dick Justice, because they quite liked the name, ends up being a character in Max Payne 2. Um, Max Payne is very good at creating this kind of fictional universe around itself, and Dick Justice appears as a character in some TV show or something, or some posters in Max Payne 2. So that's yeah. a nice at least drag, I thought. Black they exploitation then... crime TV show airing in 2003. Dick Justice? Yeah. In terms wow. of In terms of the game world, that's what 
that was. Right. Okay, so not actually a genuine thing. Nope. Good, probably. They then came up with the name Max Heat, and they realized the name Max Heat and decided to trademark it for $20,000. Yeah. Yep, and eventually then decided, actually, we don't like Max Heat after all, and then went for Max Payne. Now, the whole Max Heat thing reminds me of, of The Simpsons, the episode where Homer changes his name, which actually would have come out around the sort of Max time Power. as well. Yeah, Max Power, we struts off in a field of G's. I, I couldn't not think of that. Yeah, Max Heat makes me sound makes me think of Deep Heat. So, <laughs> like Deep yeah, Heat Max. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. got a very specific smell. Yeah, it has. There we go. Uh, what was the word? Synesthesia. Sy- I'm getting that for Deep Heat right now. Um, yeah, that's right. Now I'm going to go into the, the whole bullet time thing. They decided they wanted for this this Max Payne game, they wanted to have bullet time and slow motion as references to John Woo films as opposed to The Matrix. Right, because okay. Because devel- they're developing this around 98 sort of time. The Matrix, as I said, didn't come out until 1999. I always assumed, as you did, as lots of people do, that the, the game Max Payne, which ended up coming out in 2001, was because of the Matrix, but actually the whole concept had come about before that because they wanted it to pay homage to John Woo films. But what they decided to do was, during development, when the Matrix became really big, that they added in a few references to the Matrix. For example, there's a level that features a shootout in a lobby. I can't, I suppose it kind of makes sense because it's not in, it's not implemented in the same way and it does kind of suggest more of those um, 80s, 90s action shots of yeah. people sliding across floors or water diving through the air with guns and so on in slow motion so yeah it's not it's not so much like kung fu in midair or whatever that you've got no, in, exactly. in the matrix but then the name bullet time surely is uh, like a direct reference they sh- they didn't come up with the term separately from one another at, at pretty much the same time I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know in the game if it's referred to as bullet time. That'd be interesting to, to look at when we actually play I it. I think it is, but I don't remember for definite. Okay, I'll make a note of that. Right, I've mentioned Sam Lake uh, as being yeah. this guy that wrote on Death Rally for them. He became the writer of Max Payne, and he took it uh, in this kind of film noir crime direction because he'd as i said he studied english literature at university in finland and really enjoyed those genres and he wanted to create a game that was an archetype of private eye those kind of raymond chandler type yeah uh, books and films etc and those aspects the film noir style are what i think of when i think of this game i think of the way it's written the script and the, the style of it they're, they're certainly the first thing for me that pop into mind even before the bullet time aspects are hard-boiled those. detective yeah. fiction Precisely. And actually, Hardboard is the name of one of the difficult settings. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, Sam Lake, this name I keep banging on about, he also designed some levels, and he then ended up becoming, as a way to save money, he became the person who was the face of Max Payne himself in game. Do you know, I've just, I was literally, I've Googled him. Yeah. I'm on his I, Wikipedia I about, page. I was, I was looking say, at a picture of him. I was about and to I say, gonna say now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he I, is Max I was going to say, he looks like. He looks like Max Payne. Yeah. And well, that's he because he blooming is. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Although he's only the face, he's not the voice. The voice was provided by an actor called James McCaffrey. Yeah, he looks happier than Max Payne ever looks. I'll say that yeah. much. Yeah, well, again, one of my abiding memories of the game is that Max has this same fixed expression, almost like a grimace throughout the entirety of the game, and it's slightly off-putting. 
I don't remember that. I do remember that he's got reasons to be a bit sad. So, you know, lay off. Well, all right, then I'll I'll leave him, leave him be. During development, the dev team travelled to New York in 1999 to research the city itself and get ideas for environments because the game is obviously set in New York City. So obviously, I don't ever said that. The game is set in New York City. And they took thousands of photographs and were accompanied by ex-NYPD bodyguards during their visit. Why? Um, for fun. Reasons. Well, right, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. They were just, they had some heavies with them. Cool. Okay. You can fine. draw your own conclusions from that. So 2000, obviously they've done this trip in 1999 and this is when the Matrix comes out. 2000 is then when they spent a lot of time giving it some va-va-voom and really beefing up the graphics, making it look nice and adding in these Matrix references as well. Yeah. Um, they decided during this past the development in 2000 that instead of using cutscenes, they would use comics instead. Do you remember the comics? No, not really. In between levels, you've got quote-unquote cutscenes, but they are static. They're, they're done like comics with these still images, and it's all this whole comic book style with speech bubbles, and it's narrated by Max Payne. And they decided to do that because it would give it a certain style, and also it wouldn't age the game. And I remember when I played the game myself, I thought they looked really impressive. But it does have cutscenes, doesn't it? It has some cutscenes, but less than they originally intended. Right. Okay. So they sort of half-assed the. They they wanted to make it look timeless, but they went halfway towards doing so. If you want. The thing is, it would have cost uh, less to do the. They've put more effort to make cutscenes because cutscenes take more effort to make than. mm -hmm. No matter how you cut it, there's more people involved. There's more time and effort involved. Mm I'm a bit. I'm just a bit confused. If that was their goal, why they did half and half? I don't think they're drawn comics. I think they are using models from the game, as opposed to actually hand drawn stuff. It's it's okay. you know, stills from the game or or something. Right. Okay. I've probably explained that really badly. They they also during 2000 they were developing a multiplayer mode and decided to drop that in order to actually focus on the main single-player campaign as well. Multiplayer mode then didn't reappear until Max Payne 3, years and years later. So the, the following year, 2001, the game was released on PCs, as I said, and at some point in 2001, Remedy realised they wanted to release it for consoles but didn't have an experience with console gaming. Step forward, Rockstar, mm. who had obviously had experience with developing for PlayStation 2 and Xbox at this point. Uh, GTA 3 had been released uh, the previous year. Was it 2000 GTA 3 came out? Yeah, I, I think it was 2000. I, I think it's 2000. I always think it's 2001 and then it's actually 2000. I'm sure we've had this before. Is it 2001? Because I seem to remember something about it's the bloody police 2001, cars yeah. changing colour in light of 9-11. Oh, right, okay. Interesting. 22nd yeah. of October 2001 it was. Right. Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two, had seen Max Payne in action and decided that actually they wanted a piece of this. So they acquired the license for Max Payne for $10 million to purchase the entire franchise. Rockstar, at the time of recording 2022, Rockstar still hold the rights for it. But the contract that Remedy signed stated that Remedy could make a sequel, um, but as, as an extension of Take Two, and then the sequel then came out in 2003. As I mm. said, the sequel is then developed by Remedy, but then published, I believe, by Take Two, but then Take Two sort of holding the rights overarching that. So, quite a complicated situation with that contract there. Uh, and that explains why Rockstar then went on to develop Max Payne 3 as well. Yeah. Max Payne, the fall of Max Payne. Uh, Max Payne which 2. Which was that? Thank you. I just got yeah, Max, Max Payne, Payne 2, 2, the fall of Max Payne. 
clunky. As part of that as well, presumably, well, actually, maybe not presumably, um, the Game Boy Advance port came out in 2003. Uh, this was developed by a company called Mobius Entertainment, who then became Rockstar Leaves. So I was going to say presumably that's why, but maybe I'm not sure why that was at that point. Maybe that was yeah. just a coincidence or something. Or maybe, I don't know, I'm purely speculation. Maybe yeah, you take no. two... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, it was developed by the company that then became Rockstar Leads. I didn't know that Max Payne came out on Game Boy Advance, so I had a look at a video of it in action on YouTube. I thought it looked quite nice, but apparently the controls are janky as, making it extremely difficult. So that's the, the as I said, the long and checkered history of Max Payne itself. The actual game itself is, as I said, a 3D shooter. The plot of it, uh, Kotaku in the article this week that came out about this remake, uh, remaster, sorry, remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it, they referred to Max Payne himself as a film noir sad sack, which genuinely made me laugh out loud. Uh, I think that sums up his character really nicely. Yeah, I think it does for the first two games, and then it kind of got lost in translation for Max Payne 3, didn't it? I have no idea. Never touched you don't it. <laughs> yeah, true. No. Uh, in 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 this game, you play as Max, who is investigating why his family were murdered, and as part of that, you then start uncovering layer after layer behind this big conspiracy around a drug called Valkyria, which ends up being linked to organised crime, and the uh, the scope of the game sort of goes out and out and out and mm. the, the plot becomes more and more grandiose you um explore different levels i remember there's one set in a monastery there's one in a nightclub there's one in this manor house so you sort of go in all these different locations set principally in new york city hence the uh, development team going to research that i remember very clearly the nightmare dream sequences and the baby blood level do you remember this at all yes i didn't until you said that oh really that's yeah well as i said I keep saying when I think of this game, I think of this. When I think yeah. of this game, I well, think of this. That, that's about that's about the that's about the second or third thing that spring to mind is that baby blood level. Yeah. So for anyone that's not clear about that, there's this whole as I said, the start of the game, Max finds out that his family have been murdered. So that's his wife and his uh baby boy, girl, I don't remember, it doesn't really matter. His baby child. They're fridged. And... The what? They're fridged, aren't they? They're, they're fridged at the beginning of the game. I've never heard that word before. Oh, okay. They're um, they're killed. They're killed off to give the main character some drive. Oh, fridging. Is that the? Oh, I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not a positive thing. Oh, usually happens well, to it's... women. Oh, female okay. characters. It's usually. Can Can you give an example? Yeah, well, yeah, Max Payne. Apart apart from Max Payne, uh, obviously. De- Deadpool. Yeah, that happens in Deadpool. Uh, there's the archetypal one that the that the term comes from. Let me just find out which one that was. It was in a comic book where the protagonist's girlfriend was rammed into a free a fridge or a freezer. Okay, I'm glad you explained because when you mentioned that term, I thought it was a reference to the fourth Indiana Jones film, and that would have made no sense at all. Uh, it refers to an incident in Green Lantern number fifty four in which Kyle Rayner, the title hero, comes home to his apartment to find that his girlfriend, Alexandra DeWitt, has been killed by the villain Major Force and stuffed into a refrigerator. And that is then what gives him his narrative drive. Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you go on, is it TV Tropes? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on TV Tropes, there will be um, a, like a, it's a never-ending list. So... Y- you could just keep going on and on and on with 
with fridging. Well, there you go. Every day's a school day. Well, I'll go into the, the baby love level and you can sort of keep jumping in with, with other things that reference that then. The, there's a couple of levels where Max kind of goes into his psyche or it's a nightmare or dream or something where he's trying to unravel what's happened. And they're very nightmarish and very twisted. And this, this one that springs to mind is this one where the path you're following is a trail of, of, of his baby's blood and you can hear the baby crying in the background i think there's that creepy kind of nursery music that i know is is something that really sends shivers down my my spine i find that sort of thing very chilling Uh, i think the wallpaper it's it's all um like the nursery wallpaper all sort of around you the whole time as well which again is very sinister you seem surprised that i sort of that it fallen out of my memory but there are several elements of that that come to play for that to happen and one of them primarily is that i don't have a very good memory the but that is coupled <laughs> it's true uh, i used to have a very good memory uh, and then things happened and i no longer have a good memory but um the second one is that this game as much as i remember the aesthetics of it and the general gameplay feel of it um i was quite turned off by it it just felt oh, like okay. it felt like um one of many games trying to go for the same i'm a big boy now um thing and i one of the one of the first games for pc that i ever bought for myself was a game called messiah do you remember messiah with a little cherub it was a shiny yeah interactive game it was a big boy version of space station silicon valley because you could jump right. into pe- different people's bodies and uh inhabit them and use their skills to help you create uh, finish the levels and i was really quite excited i'd seen this this box so many times in virgin media store or virgin mega store whatever it was um at the time box so yeah i can because it was i i lusted after it uh well not not like that come on but i i wanted i wanted it quite badly and i remember it cost 20 pounds and i didn't ever have 20 pounds so uh, I had to wait for it to come down in price. I had to wait to get a PC initially, but then I had to wait for it to come down in price and come down in price. Uh, and I think I got it for like £7. But then I was quite dis- deflated, underwhelmed by it in so much as it felt like a big boy game, like in the worst possible way. And Alan, uh, Alan Wake, Blumin Max Payne. Max Payne felt a little bit like that to me too. It just felt like a lot of glumness and not not enough fun mm-hmm. but um that i know puts me in a small like a, a minority of, of people that have played it because it is very well regarded um but that is why uh it sort of doesn't really hold a place in my mind and and why i've forgotten these things but now what when you said uh about the the nightmare sequences they they're still sort of a bit hazy but i got i kind of remember the the gist the feel of them as opposed to the actual ins and outs of what happened they might be fairly far into the game i can't really remember where they occur. i finished I'm the assuming game the one oh yeah yeah right yeah. as well so okay you must have played them i think i can remember them just because of how visceral a response mm. i had to them i remember finds them really unsettling mm. i'll tell you another thing that kind of um undercuts the or or probably undercut the game 
I the PC that we had didn't run it very well, so it was running probably about fifteen frames a second, and I persisted with it yeah. because, um, you know, you one I wasn't really aware of there being a possibility of it being better, but uh, two I was excited about the fact that we had a PC in the first place. Never mind mm-hmm. one that could play this game, uh, regardless of whether it was uh, at adequate or acceptable uh, rates or or whatever. Um, and th- three, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what three was going to be. So there you go. There you go. Bad memory. I said memory loss. Yeah. yeah. Well, my um, I've not talked about when I played it, actually. I ended up playing this game in 2007. I brought it from a friend who couldn't believe I'd never played it. So I was really late to the party with this. Mm. Um, I found it um, very difficult. I got into a loop where I would walk into a room, save the game, kill a couple of enemies, save the game again, kill a couple more, save the game again. Because if I didn't do that, I would have to replay rooms after room because I just, I found it quite tricky. Mm. And I, I remember, so one of the difficulties, you mentioned the hardboard difficulty setting, one of the difficult settings you can put the game on limits the number of saves you can do per level. I would have struggled with it uh, just simply because of that. I was constantly saving while playing this game. Yeah. Um, I also remember the levels are extremely linear that it literally feel, felt like and we'll find out in a few minutes room to room to room like he went in precisely go into one room shoot the, shoot the bad guys go to the next room shoot the bad guys go to the next room shoot the bad guys end of mm. level repeat I think that's probably doing a disservice yeah I think that's it might what it be, feels yeah. like yeah I mean it'd be interesting to see that because I don't remember it quite that way but it was very much like a it's a third person action gun mm-hmm. gu- gun orientated action game isn't it so yeah, maybe we shouldn't be surprised to find that. No, absolutely, it's doing what's in the tin. Um, yeah, there's nothing else I've got to say about the game really. So, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. To Ready to? Um, not really. I think I've for I've had me fill. I've I've done what I wanted to do. <laughs> yep, I have. Time to sing like a bird about the game. Yeah, that was as bad as you were expecting. You told me that you that I'd hate that, and I do hate it. Was it a good impression? Quite a lot. No, no, it wasn't, was it? And it wasn't even very good script. So that took me a, a significant amount of time to write for something not very good. So what? What a great way to welcome everyone back. To it didn't take. It didn't take a significant amount of time, did it? So you, you were right. it puzzling took... over it for about a minute and a half. Yeah, but, well, my point being that, so... that, was, that was a lot longer than it should have been for something that was of that quality. Writing takes writing takes time. Yeah, well, mine needs more time. So how much practice do you get at writing? Not that much. Just no. All I'm saying is don't, don't talk yourself down for things right. that you don't deserve. Right, Max Payne extremely good slack shame really <laughs> no. no not really no <laughs> you, you look dismayed and and unhappy yeah. when I said that yeah no I thought it was okay I thought it was good I had an absolute blast playing it good 
a shotgun blast. Yeah, I realised I said that, that it could have been like that. No, no, not a shotgun blast, just a, a whale of a time. Real good time. Mm, I had a, so to get it out of the way, I had a, had a big old massive crash, like it properly stalled out my computer, and I had to restart halfway, well, uh, towards the middle of the first level, and that that deflated me a bit. But then once I got back into the swing of things, I enjoyed what I played. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look the way I remember it looking at all. Really? What do you mean? I a lot grimier and darker. There was a lot of brown in this, and I what I primarily remember is shadows, darkness, black. Not brown. No, not brown. No. So I played through uh, the first three levels of the game. The first one was the one set in the subway, and then the second one was the underground, like sewers, and then leading up into the bank vault, which was quite brown. Yeah. And then the third level was the hotel, which I guess was quite brown as well. This seedy, grimy hotel. Yeah, the best bit of the hotel was looking out the windows and then smashing through the window, actually. Mm-hmm. And and the neon, the red neon lights outside the in the street. I, I like that. I think for me, my main negative is what we talked about in the first half, the fact that it is room, kill lots of people, next room. And it's it's very painfully linear as well. Yeah, I I don't know. It's try I think this is a like a an attempt at cinematic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And if you take that into account, the idea is whether the game should have been a film or or not, I suppose. And I guess that and, the flip side of that is it's really linear. Well, it has to be by the nature of the very game it is. Like the hotel I was in, the third level, yeah. there lots of branching paths, but they ultimately all led back to kind of the central area which you know that's okay i guess and there were some nice little elements like in the subway when you uh, when you go to turn on the train you pass a locked door then you you go and rescue a security guard you come back upstairs you go off a branch that way to turn on the train you come down now if you instead of going towards the train if you turn right um, you go through a door, kill a couple of guys, and follow a long corridor down. You can look through a gateway, and you see the enemies that you will come across later in the level when the train crashes through the barrier. And you can actually take out a couple of those enemies before you crash through that barrier and take them on head on. So I quite like that. Like, like it's it's giving you an option to if you explore if you dig dig a little deeper you can actually make things easier for yourself down the line mm-hmm. so yeah there's a linearity to it and there is this uh movement from group of enemies to group of enemies but there's also these nice little um tangents that can that they've kind of thought about the design of that level and and how to how to reward you for exploring. I think the linearity of it is just me looking at it with Twins Twins 2 vision. And I don't think it is actually a problem. I think it's just an observation, really. Yeah. To, yeah, I think that's probably the case. Linearity is not always great. Linearity is not always fun. Um, but then you don't complain necessarily about playing Super Mario Brothers 3 no. from the beginning <laughs> to the end. Fair point. So it's... It's not necessarily the demon that everybody makes it out to be these days, or, or very often makes it out to be. No, and, and as I said, I absolutely you know, really, really enjoyed this game. I thought it was brilliant. Um, front and centre mm. as well, it is called Bullet Time in the game. So possibly yeah. a Matrix reference, or we 
hypothesized that it's probably called Bullet Time just as a quick shorthand because by the time the game came out, out July 2001, it was such a prevalent concept that actually just calling it Bullet Time just gets the point across straight away. Yeah, I'd be interested to know whether it was always Bullet Time, mm-hmm. whether they, like we suggested in the first half, whether they came up with these disparate, well, this this same or similar idea and and term um, completely separately from one another. Uh, like around the world from one another or whether it was like adapting to what had come uh, in the previous couple of years yeah I, I suspect that personally yeah i do too uh what else do we like about it then i've got a massive old list here uh, but let's talk about bullet time then i thought bullet time looked really good i, I really enjoyed it it's very simple just to write mouse button click and then just launching in and then sweeping the mouse around and taking enemies bam, 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 bam. I, I thought it was fantastic yeah, it's not so I remember it being a lot more a lot smoother, more in line with sort of Dead Eye Dead Eye? Dead Eye, Red Dead? Yeah, Dead Eye. Dead Eye. More in line with Dead Eye from Red Dead Redemption. Um and, and a little bit more s- sort of um lasting a bit longer, basically, rather than just over the course of a single jump, or that single jump maybe should have been in my mind, was was a bit longer than it, it actually lasted. Um, I de- I think that they smoothed smoothed out the uh, experience for Max Payne two, and okay. maybe I'm conflating the two a little bit. But without playing the second one, I can't say if that's certain. Is it the way it does that slight whoosh and like leaning into it, and then you come out of it again? Is that yeah. what you don't like? You'd rather it was, it was a seamless part of the game itself? No, no. I think it. Sh- I th- I'd like it to be a bit longer, right? Though I didn't really get a whoosh um, uh, effect. Is that was there a whoosh effect? Mm-hmm. I didn't get a whoosh effect. Maybe, maybe I'm just imagining it. No, I think that was like kind of like a almost like an absorption of sound. There was a, oh, right. There okay. was a, an yeah, audio like a dull, representation a of the fact that I was yeah dulling precisely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it was just short lived. Every time when you jumped, it was short lived, and then it was quite clunky getting back up, which is fair enough. Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, Max Payne two, or was it Max Payne three again? Am I conflating the two? Where you jumped, and then you didn't actually get up until you were like you ordered him to get up, so you laid on the floor and you could still shoot. Or it, was it neither? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I played Max. Maybe Payne. that was one of the. Mm, never mind. I won't say that. I played Max Payne 2 very close after this one. I don't remember in that 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 happens or, or doesn't happen. And as I said, I never mm. played Max Payne 3, so I don't know. Yeah, what I do like about the bullet time. So yeah, so I just I just didn't like it was a little bit jarring moving in. Moving into it was fluid and lovely. Moving out of it was a bit jarring. Um and I didn't particularly like that. What I did like about it was the fact that it reacted to the direction that you were pressing. So if you were pressing forward, then you would dive directly forward. If you were pressing backwards, then you would dive backwards and diagonals at diagonals and so on and so forth. Um, I liked that and I liked... I think the animation of of the dive was pretty cool Mm -hmm. as well. And just the concept. It is very John Woo action film. Yeah. So yeah, they nailed that. And as you just said as well, um, I think the game itself looks really good. You have bullet time, the actual areas you're in as well. I think it, it looks very impressive for a game that's 21 years old. Mm. No? Yeah, I, I, I'm not as taken with the way it looks. I think that the 
vision that I have in my head of what I thought it looked like is much better than what it actually looks like, unfortunately. Because oh. I remember it being really quite grimy and di- dingy and dark and everything's er- everything's shady and shadowy. And uh, what it actually is, is a bit of like an early an early version of everything being muddy brown, which I didn't think we moved into till the, mm. the late noughties, Fallout 3 sort of period, mid to late noughties. Speaking of muddy brown, Ben... I really liked the atmosphere of the game and the, for example, the toilet, the fact that I was a working toilet. Uh, you could go yeah. to and press E and flush it. There was a sink you could turn on. There was a shower you could turn on. You yeah, I can't believe that's the segue that you, you've just made. I, I can't f- believe that's the second I thought that was really muddy, good. That's the second poo joke you've made in the episode. Cool. I thought that the the interactivity of the levels was pretty cool. Yeah, there was... did, did I. I got a bit sidetracked complaining, so I didn't listen to the example she gave. So for, apologies <laughs> if I am repeating them. Um, but the the one that I really liked was shooting the soda can or pop pop can that you got out of the vending. So you, you interact with the vending machine. It pops out a little bo- uh, can of pop, and then you can shoot that, and a fountain uh, pop will come out of the can, which I thought was cool. Yeah, completely necessary. You turn the, but the fact that it's in there is yeah, really exactly. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can turn the TV on in the hotel. You can turn the bed on, and then the bed vibrates across the floor. Saucy. Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Yeah, there were quite a few of them, and I, and I did like them. They were t- totally unnecessary for the most part, Um, and a lot of people will have missed them. Or, mm. or, yeah, a lot of people would easily have missed them, but it was nice to to come across them. Mm. And again, rewards in a in a small way rewards exploration yeah so yeah yeah, uh, i really i I think that's one of the one of the main strengths that i was surprised that surprised me about it that it just i like the way that there were these in-game rewards that weren't they weren't like here's a statue or here's a here's an achievement or something like that it wasn't like here here's a, a piece of art that's unlocked in the uh options menu or anything like that it was like do this thing you will get a a little um reward in the game like watching a bed vibrate <laughs> across the floor it's just funny it's for you not everyone will find it but there you go there there's something for you it's like world building and, it made the levels feel yeah. more realistic yeah and and then there was the other elements that actually fed into the the game the gameplay where you could take a take a diversion find that you get a a drop on a couple of enemies take out those enemies and it makes the game ever so slightly easier um a couple of steps down the line i i think that that kind of in game reward is uh, is a pretty cool approach there are also couple probably of... games were doing it more than than we realize possibly possibly there are also and have of... dropped it for now in the Sorry, home in the hotel, there were also a couple of uh, radios and TVs that were giving mm. out um, like plot information as well, which I quite liked because it was it wasn't intrusive. It was just it was there if you want to pick up on it, but if you wanted to just move on, then you could do. Yeah, so you could listen to it over the radio, and then if you interacted with the radio, you got a full-on cutscene. So, yeah, yeah, yep, I like that too. So cutscenes, we talked about those in the first half. Um, this graphic mm. novel uh, that they're referred to in the game as graphic novels as opposed to cutscenes, and that is 
a perfect summary of what they are. The, the art style of them, I think, is absolutely brilliant. It was this really wonderful watercolory effect of the representations of what they look like in game with the the speech bubbles the panels laid over the top the um narration whatever you call it in a graphic novel but then also narrated by the voices of the characters as well and it just all came together really effectively mm, yeah yeah um, or just yeah it was, yeah, it was fine. fine i i wasn't I, again i wasn't yeah i think it, it was fine um i wasn't taken with the art style okay. so much. I thought it was a bit uh, muddy. Huh. And yeah, but that's fine. Art is subjective. And I also like how the, okay. the voice from that then carried over into the actual level. So at, at times Max mm. would start narrating what was going on. And I like that as, as a feature as well. Yep. I also thought mm-hmm. his voice was really effective. The guy uh, voicing him, as I said in the first half, uh, James McCaffrey. At. thought he was brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, it was fine. It was gravelly. It was a bit hard-boiled detective. Mm. So, yeah. And the yep. the actual writing as well, this Sam Lake, as I mentioned in the first half as well, uh, did some great uh, bits of uh, metaphor mangling and things like that. Sometimes I thought it was a bit hammy, but then as you pointed mm. out, that is part of the genre itself as well. Yeah, I, I don't think ham necessarily is part of film noir, but I think that there's a certain bombast that the genre does embrace and it does have a way with words. So there were certain lines that if you looked at it with, uh, um, if you looked at it from the wrong direction, then maybe it would look like ham. But actually, if you looked at it from a different one, then it, it looked more like genre writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can I can appreciate what you were saying think but but then i enjoyed i actually enjoyed the script i thought the script was pretty fun funny um there were a a number of references that um surprised me obviously obviously ones like bogart but then uh reference to kaiser soze which i i mean the film came out a few years before the game so i shouldn't be surprised really but it's not necessarily something that you think of as being referenced Mm -hmm. for some reason i don't know why no. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. I um. I picked up on that. I thought it was quite an unusual reference as well. But uh, again, I think it all it all feeds into the the world they're building. Mm. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I was impressed with was and yeah. So another thing that I was impressed with was the enemy AI. Now I know that it probably pales in comparison to what we have now, but the the actions that they took seemed very reasonable and re- reasonable and react and reactive yeah that's the that's the right word i suppose so there was one moment that you um you pointed to as being quite impressive which was when they tried to block your route with a a bench mm-hmm. that they then took cover behind so it was scripted it happened for me and for you at the same time but i thought that those little touches were really cool there was also then uh, elements of their behaviour that I thought that I that I quite liked, like the fallback mechanic or the fallback um, behaviour that they had. So they would see you. Maybe you'd sneak up on them from behind and try and get the drop on them, but maybe then they'd hear you and turn round and and they'd back away from you. And they wouldn't just back away to the nearest cover. They would sort of back away quite a long way. So then you had to sort of 
uh, inch your way around these corners, or as I was, dive around every single yeah, one of them. That's exactly uh, Swinging the yeah, camera around uh, in a wide arc, which made me feel mm, invincible. W- without knowing what was actually going to be around that corner, because yeah. you don't know where they've actually fallen back to. I thought that that was a clever way to to um to do to do that behavior to implement that behavior because if they'd just fallen back to that first corner and every single time you knew that they were going to be round that first corner well then then you're looking at a, a dry uh dry experience aren't you and and sound which we've not talked about yet either sound also played a big part in that because mm. you could hear them or they they were acting to you they could they were saying things like oh he's, he's coming stuff like that and then you could hear them retreating or say, oh, I think it's going to come to that door. And again, very impressive. So the, the sound aspect was how, as you swung the camera around, if there's a phone ring, for example, it would go from ear to ear to give you that sense of the fact you're there in the room along with the phone. Yeah, it was very spatial. Mm. And yeah, I did enjoy that. I thought that atmospheric uh, atmospherics were heightened um, because of it in a number of si- uh, scenes. Oh, with, so, the en- with the enemies as well, the photo. With the enemies again, the fact that their faces have been scanned in from real people as well, I thought that also looked really impressive. It looked like a better version of what they did with Goldeneye. I think they did a similar um, thing with Goldeneye. And actually, there were some Nintendo 64 games where you could scan your own face in. I oh, can't really? remember what, which ones there were. Yeah. Wow. Or maybe I'm thinking Double D. I can't remember. I can't remember what I'm thinking, but there were definitely something on the N64 or, or around the N64 allowed you to scan your own face in and map it onto a a 3D head, and cool. that was what you've got with uh, with Max Payne, wasn't it? You've got the same technology being implemented. It was the next big thing at one point. It was, as everything is. <laughs> Although I, I didn't like Max's constant smirking grimace. Yeah, you. I don't remember that. I always thought he was a bit more stern-browed and stony-faced. But actually, the very first glimpse that you get of him, he's got this weird smirk on his face. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. I've got that wrong as well. Because my version of Max is the version that's on the cover, where mm. he's, he's brooding and bleak and dark and, and his brow Throat. comes over his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and so to see Mister Lake, uh, so I mean, I'd have been smirking to be honest if I'd if I'd been sort of related to this game in in a, I mean, not in, I was going to say in a tangential way, but if I'd been involved in the game in the way that I was involved with it, as Sam was, and then they were like, "Hey, do you want to uh, be the main protagonist in the game?" I, I'd have been smirking. Yeah, I'd have been smirking. Right. Yeah, I'd have been pretty happy. So I'd, I'd have been smirking all the way to the bank. The problem was, it's not necessarily what a film noir protagonist does. No. So, you know, maybe maybe just put it on put it on hold while you were recording. Yeah. Not even recording, is it? It's taking your photographs. One photo. Do, do, you, think, do you think maybe the photographer just went, you know, went into default mode and was like, say cheese, Sam. And Sam was like, cheese. Maybe. In quite a self-conscious way. So you've got this sort of smirking... Um, slightly yeah. pained look, possibly. I mean, it would kind of explain things, wouldn't it? Because he looks like he's confused a little bit. Mm. So he's like, "Why? Why is the photographer telling me to say cheese?" But he reacts because everybody reacts to saying cheese, don't they? I guess. I guess that. What's finished for cheese? 
crap, no idea. I guess that expression you got to convey, you know, the fact he's, he's annoyed about his, his wife and, and uh, child being killed. He's also a bit mystified by what's gone around him and etc. It's all got to be conveyed through just one single expression. I'll tell you now, that is the expression that he's pulling is, I've killed my wife and child. So... And got away I with it. don't think he conveyed it. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. What's finished for cheese, then? I'm looking. I'm looking, up. I'm looking, I'm looking. Yoyster. Oh, no. Yoyster. Yoyster. Right. Finish for Chinese. Uh, finish for Chinese? Finish for cheese. Yoyster. Yoyster. If you're in Finland and we've butchered both the, the pronunciation of the word cheese and also uh, the place that is spelt E-S-P-O-O, uh, we apologise most humbly. We've had listeners in a lot of places, a, a, a lot of places, mm. but not in Finland, I don't think. Oh, I don't think we've ever wow. had a Finnish this, listener. Uh, this Maybe this is the way. Well, what, by butchering their language? Cheese cast. Joosta cast. Joosta. As I said, I played through the first three levels. I didn't get to see any of the dream slash nightmare levels, so I went onto YouTube and found a full walkthrough of the game, which is 4 hours 13 minutes, and the nightmare levels pop up about an hour and a half or so in, although the first one does, and the second one was about 2 hours 15 or something like that, and it was just as nightmarish as I remember it being. Uh, so I didn't really like that at all. Uh, the as we said a few times, there was a sequel to the game, a sequel Max Payne 2, which you said was called The Fall of Max Payne. The Fall of Max Payne. Thank you very much. Came out in October 2003. Both games are available on Steam for £9. I actually got Max Payne for playing today. It was on using the CD Keys website. It was a mere £2.09p, which I think is well worth it. Yeah, these games go in and out. I don't know how this is gonna. I don't know how the remasters or the remakes or whatever they are, are gonna is gonna impact this. But these games have always been in and out of sales. Well, um, is there ever any, since Steam's inception, really? Is there any deal how it listed that its cheapest price has been fifty three pence? Yeah, exactly. It also is part of like a big old Rockstar bundle that gives you everything. For the Rockstar have made that's available on the PC, and that that comes on sale quite often as well. We should also uh, clarify there as well. We've both been playing on Steam, and the Steam version of Max Payne has an issue that requires a patch to be installed as well. Basically, you start the game and there's no sound, and the was, was yeah, there's actually there's actually a few different issues that I sent you a, a fix pack for. So it, it resolved a few different issues. One of them is related to high-end CPUs, I think possibly just Ryzen CPUs. And you get some weird corrupt JPEG error when you try and load a new game for the first time, um, or, or any time, in fact. And you have to replace a file in the, uh, direct, in, in the game directory. Um, you can do... You can do that on its own, but you can get this fix pack as well, which does lots of different things. Sound The sound bug, which gets rid of all the sound in the game, pretty much. Um, there's a widescreen hack in the fix pack as well, which gives you a widescreen. You had some problems where things were being cut off. Yeah. Because the game the game is made with 4x3 uh, screens in mind, because that was the standard at the time uh, in 2001. And... I think the the problems you were having with things being cut off that was to do with the fact that with that to be mm-hmm. honest, because uh, so. you were playing it on a wide screen and it was expecting it to be a four by three screen. So um, there's that. 
there's a texture pack in, included in the fixed pack as well so it upreses some uh, 95% of the textures not not every single texture but 95% of them um there was an fps issue that um was present in the game again to do with the fact that it was playing on new hardware and expecting old hardware um there was an fps problem where uh, th- things just weren't working the way that they should and so that was fixed in this fixed pack as well this is all different people from in in the community that have created these fixes and then it's all been uh, pulled together into one pack for, for people to download and then it installs itself um it, it installs itself automatically as well yeah it, it's very very good i think we'll probably link it in the in the show notes that's just a, just so call. it's easy to get to yeah, I thought I'd be remiss to not mention that the, the fact that you can't just play this game, you have yeah. to go through a few little hoops to, to, to actually yeah. play Yeah, even, even if you buy it on Steam, which you find I find a little bit strange, mm. you buy it on Steam and it, you think, I mean, Rockstar are quite hands-on in terms of keeping their old stuff going. And it seems a bit surprising that they haven't been in and fix these issues over the last 10 years it does seem strange Maybe. that steam are selling a game for how much you pay for it via that platform and it just doesn't work properly it seems a bit yeah weird yeah at the same time i i think that the fact that it is being sold is much better is a much better situation than many other than we find for many other games because they point. they just they get abandoned they don't nobody does anything with them yeah. and um at least here it's it's legitimately gettable and then you uh, you just have to do a bit of googling and uh digging to figure out exactly how to get it to run well we've just mentioned rockstar there again i'll send the first half rockstar then picked up the license again for max Payne 3 in 2012 which is currently on steam for 18 pounds as i've said multiple times i've never played it is it any good ashley no, don't spend £18 on it. Okay, don't spend £18 on it. So Drew, concludes from yeah. that. Uh, we've not mentioned the fact this was turned into a film as well. You did mention it in the first half. Blast. I haven't watched the film. Oh, I did mention it, you're right. Um, okay, we didn't dive into that, as they say. Deep dive. Um, I have seen the film. Um, you know what they say about video game movies? Uh, this kind of... What do they say? Well, that they're not very good. Uh, this... Oh. It, it, yeah. Uh, it's loosely based on the Detective first game. Detective Pikachu. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Nobody some, says that's some bad. Exceptions. Some exceptions. People say people say that's good. Yeah. Uh, this is mm. the broad brush strokes don't work, do they? No, they don't. No. The film is loosely based on this game. It stars Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis. It came out in two thousand eight. I've seen it twice because I wanted to give it a second try a couple of years later just to see if it was as Hang bad up. as I thought it was. About and... I remember you all went out to see it. Yeah, we did. You went to see it at the cinema. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, and uh, I, I wouldn't recommend watching it. Um, no. Remedy then went on after this game was released and the sequel, etc. Uh, went on to make Alan Wake, which came out in 2010, which I flipping loved. Yeah. Did you play Alan Wake? No, I didn't. Oh. I've heard about it. I, f- I thought I'd be right at your street. I'm quite surprised. Yeah. No, I didn't play it, I think, because of its relationship to Max Payne. I genuinely think that's one of the reasons that I didn't. Oh, well... It... And I don't like scary games because they're scary. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's not that scary, but um, there are some mm. bits that are quite scary. I think those two things together, though, 
Mm, that's maybe turn me off it. Okay. Yeah, actually, I've just remembered a level that's quite spooky. So yeah, you've probably made the right decision there. Anyway, Alawake is very good. So if you're not Ashley, I'd mm. recommend um, seeking that out as well. There was also they're a... remaking that. They're doing a sequel to that. Alawake two. They're making a remake as well, aren't they? Oh, well, they? Oh, they... Needs to be. Or is it not? Oh, maybe I maybe I'm just conflating again. There was also a port of Max Payne, the game we've been talking about today, for Android and iOS in 2012, which was dubbed Max Payne Mobile. It's still available on Google Play Store for $2.99. They suited the graphics to be HD, but made no other changes whatsoever. Apparently, again, it's yeah. a little bit fiddly using touchscreen controls, I should imagine. Oh, yeah. I can well imagine. So the only thing that remains to say is thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed us, please run to join us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review as well, please. Yes, please. Thank you very much for listening. See you later. Bye. Adios. Adios.